Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. Romans chapter 10, verses 14 through 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Hey, two titles that I want to give you. Number one, we're starting a brand new series in the month of, series in the month of March. And I'm going to be sharing to you from this idea. The series is called Beautiful Feet. Beautiful Feet. And we take it from Isaiah, also found here in Romans. Beautiful Feet. But if you're taking notes, today, today's message, Beautiful Feet, part one. I want you to write this down because today's message is going to be very practical. Today I want you to take some notes. But the message or the title to this message is Walk Back and Forth. Walk back and forth. Walk back and forth. Let's pray. Father, I love you. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything that you've done. I pray, oh God, that today, Lord, that we would hear from you, Lord. Break the stigmas. Break the things, Lord God, that society has built to create, Lord God, ill and bad teaching. And today, Father, let us lean in and learn from you, Father. Lord, I love you and I thank you. And it's in your beautiful name that I pray, Lord God. Amen and amen and amen. I have a problem and when you are married, there's one person that has this problem. And I've done better. I think I've done better. One person that has this problem and one person that doesn't have the problem. And even when they have it, they hide it because you have the problem. And they don't want you to know that they have the problem as well. I've learned that in my marriage. We just came off of relationship goals. And for four weeks, we talked about where relationships are. So I still got a little bit of stuff that I need therapy with. I have a problem. I'm constantly losing my keys, my phone. Like, it's just, it's a problem. If I'm honest with you, sometimes I'll be just moving so fast that I'm just just like, where did I put this? And sometimes I'll pull my, my, my debit card out. I'll go to put gas and then, <laughs> and I won't put it back in my wallet. And then I'm, I go to my wife and I'm like, babe, I can't find my card. Did you take my card? She's like, bro. And she always tells me this thing and I hate it, but, but now I do it before I go to her because I don't want to hear her mouth. But I say, I say, I tell her, baby, I, I lost this thing. And she's like, okay, when's the last time that you used it? Retrace your step. Walk backwards and start moving forward. Where were they at? And I'm like, I, man, I already did that. I checked it. I already went there. I looked at my pants. I looked in everything. And she's like, okay. She just listens with the most grace, kindest heart. Okay. Okay. All right. Gotcha. You always think that I'm, I don't lose stuff. Okay. I got it. Totally fine. No, I understand. Okay, cool. And then she goes, bro. And it's like, it's, man, it's the devil. It's probably God, but I'm going to blame it on the devil. It's like the first place she looks, she's like, yeah, here, here, this is the one that you're looking for, Papa? This one right here? I'm like, bro, I've been looking all week for that. Like, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going crazy. And she always talks about, like, yo, you just got to go back, retrace your steps, remember where you started, and you're probably going to find it. I don't know if married couples, dating couples, if you guys have experienced this, but this is what it looks like in our regular life. Yo, church has taught you so much junk. I mean, yo, church has taught you some pretty weird stuff and depending on where you are depending on who the person is that's teaching you there's been some damage that the church has done there's been some real destruction I think some real abuse that the church has produced and hopefully I can start breaking a lot of these things and I'm gonna talk about something heavy today because I want you to understand that like yo there's some stuff that the church has done in a pretty bad way I'll, I'll show you this Luke 
chapter 6, verses 37 through 38. We have, we'll have it on the screens. It says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give, watch this, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And then we had a praise break. Ah, we ran around. For so long, I could tell you one word that you probably have put or heard put to this thing. And it's the one word that doesn't even belong in this thing. I, I, I can tell you. And raise your hand if, if you agree with me. Is it money? Is it money? Raise your hand. If you, if you take that verse, put the verse back up. If you heard it, press down, shaking together. It's going to come back to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> shaking together. Running over. Dun, dun, dun. Well. Sorry. <laughs> We're super leaning towards like one race too. Like we Spanish people, we do that too. Yeah, amen. <laughs> but yo... There's nothing about money there. But the church has crushed people so hard telling them if you give, you're going to get. And put it in and with the same measure that you give, you're going to get. Yo, be careful because this verse isn't talking about the money that you give. This verse is talking about the judgment that you give. How critical you are. I, it's funny because whatever you sow, you're going to reap. That's true. But I, I, my wife, sometimes I'll sit there and I'm like, I'm like talking to the kids. I'm like, I'm tired of y'all screaming. No more screaming in this house. I'm, I want everybody to be calm. Everybody start. And I'm yelling at them. And then they yell back. And I'm like, yo, why are they yelling? <laughs> because, because you do sow what you reap. You reap what you sow. I think it's important. But this verse, I think, has been taken completely out of context. Bad teaching creates bad habits. I don't think that that's the truth of what the Lord is talking about when he's talking about generosity, when he's talking about the way that you give, when he's talking about your own heart is what he's trying to get at. Now, you can pull back some layers on this, and he does talk about certain things that have to do with giving, but this particular context of where we are right now, the church has misconstrued and created, I mean, more hurt than you can actually imagine. Beautiful feet. What I want to do in this next few weeks is that I kind of want to talk to you about these two pillars that I believe that help the vision go forward. So how are people going to hear the gospel and let somebody preach? How are they going to preach unless somebody is sent? And here it is that we have the opportunity to stand missions where we are on our missions on two feet to be able to move. And those two things, we've put them together, but they're not the same. Generosity and stewardship. And whenever you hear these things, nine times out of ten, you're probably thinking, pastor's going to ask me for some money. Here we go. We, about, we need a building campaign. We need a new roof. And then you're there for 14 years and you're like, yo, when did we get the roof? <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. I feel like we relegate giving money to the church and that's it. And in reality, I don't think that that's the way that it is. I think that Jesus, out of 40 times that the Bible talks about giving, 38 of them are Jesus. Pretty insane. The red letters. He's the one that begins to talk to us. But I think that he's never talking about what comes out of your wallet. He's always talking about what comes out of your heart. 
Jesus has always taught these things. Look what the Bible says in Luke chapter 12, verse 34. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Meaning that my heart is in the Philippines. My heart right now is in Haiti because there's pain that's happening there, but I'm investing personally. I have given of my personal finances, my treasure, and now my heart is there. You put your treasure in Bitcoin, you're going to watch Bitcoin all day long. You put your treasure in the stock market, you're going to be there all day long. Put your treasure in a car, all day long you're going to sit there and your heart is going to be tied to that thing. I'm telling you, Jesus was the one that said this, that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's funny because you watch it, there's a string tied to your wallet in your heart. That's why when people go to give and they pull out their, their, their wallet, they're like, ugh, why? Because there's a string, that joke is pulling on your heart. It's like, ugh, I don't want to give nothing. But this is what Jesus taught. Watch this, we're going to walk backwards. I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter 15, verses 7 through 8, and it's going to be on the screens. It says, if anyone among you is poor among your fellow Israelite, if any of the towns of the land that the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards them. Rather, be open-handedly and open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need. Jesus understood that it was a heart issue. As we move towards beautiful feet and we teach you what generosity and stewardship is, not teaching you to give money to a church. This is not about a pastor lining his pockets. I shop at Ross, bro, and I'm proud of it, bro. I'm proud of it. This is about putting feet behind the vision that God has put in the heart, not only of this church, but of Jesus. Now watch this. I want to show you something that's found in the scripture. If there's anyone among you who of your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land of the Lord your God who is given, who is giving to you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards them. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend to them whatever they need. I think we have to walk back to be able to walk forward. And walking back, I think that there's some things that we need to deal with. And number one, I believe that we need to deal with a selfish heart. I think we need to deal with it because it's something that's real, man. And it's not a pastor. Listen to me. I'm not going to say this no more. This is going to be the last time because whenever you begin to hear people talk about money, you think that they want something from you. I don't want nothing from you. I want something for you. Please understand. Don't ever give a dime. I promise you, don't give anything. Don't give in the offering. Don't give in the tithes. Don't give in this 2021 vision, 2022 vision. I'm giving you horrible advice right now, but I want you to understand that this isn't about me pulling something out of your wallet. This is putting something into your heart. Here it is. Dealing with the selfish heart watch what the bible says deuteronomy 15 9 it says be careful not to harbor with this wicked thought calls it wicked the seventh year the year for canceling debt is near so that you do not show ill will towards the needy among your fellow israelites and give them nothing they may then appeal to the lord against you and it will be found guilty of sin Hey, let me break this down because there's a lot of big words in it. God instituted a system that for seven years, people would be able, you, you, you lend and you borrow and you have debt that's accumulated. But after seven years, every single debt that is owed to you is canceled. How many of y'all wish that like Capital One would just every seven years, just cancel that mug? You feel me? Like Wells Fargo, just cut it, bro. We're good. The Bible says it. Like you need, don't go to your credit card and tell them the Bible did that. You're going to jail. Like <laughs> I promise you. But yo, here it is that we, we, we have this thought. And here's what he was saying. Six months before the seven year comes, somebody asks you, hey, I'm in need and I need some help. Don't sit back and think to yourself, in six months, this thing is going to be forgiven. This person isn't even going to pay me back. The heart of it, 
This is what the Lord was saying, the heart of it. Here's what he says. He says that selfishness will become wickedness. And if you allow for that to creep into your heart, it will become sin. So God looks at it as detestable. Sin is what separates us from God. But God is saying, yo, I want you to look at the heart of this, man. This isn't about in six months they won't be able to pay back. Yo, give without expecting to be paid back. But here's what I want you to see. Because here's what the Lord says. Why do you think God created giving? Because this is what we mess up. We think that, we think awful. And it's funny. And I'm not, I promise I'm not patronizing you. I'm not being all weird and facetious. I'm, I'm asking a question. I ask myself this question. Why, do, why did God invent giving? God invented giving. Before there was the law, God invented giving. After the law, God invented giving. Like all through scripture, I can show you Adam and Eve where God invented giving. We get generosity, right? It's always been there. Why did God invent that? And I think the overwhelming idea when it comes to church is so that we can fund the vision or the health of the church, right? So that the church can continue to move forward, so that the lights can stay on, so that all these things can, can happen as a church. Yo, that is the, the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. But do you know who we serve? Like the cattle on a thousand hill. Did they all run away? Did they die? They had COVID. They died because of COVID. Like the streets of gold, they just tarnished. It was fake. It was flea market gold. Like it just went away. Yo, the God that we serve will provide and he has continued to provide for years, decades, and centuries. Yo, so when we give, it's not about funding or trying to push the mission forward of anything. Yo, we're doing it because God is trying to mine out selfishness out of your own heart. And we don't have that. I mean, I don't have to teach my kids to, be, to not be selfish. I don't. They know how to be selfish. I hear Abby all the time screaming at the boys. I was playing with that. Give it back to me. And then they go to another toy. Ah, that's mine too. I was playing with that. It's like, it's always like that. It, there's, a, there's a proclivity inside of us to drive by somebody who is needing and we see them dressed and they're hurting and they don't have them and, and we see the sign and we think, oh, that's fake. I'm not giving you no money. Like that's the first thought that comes to our mind. Is it fake? Yeah, probably sometimes he's driving around in a freaking Tesla right around the corner. That's not my business. I don't care about who he is. I care about my heart. I have to guard my heart from those thoughts because that's what God is looking for because God knows that there's a selfish thing inside of it and if we don't get to work on this thing, it's going to hurt us. Yo, we think that the church has taught for so long that you give so that God can give you. Press down, shaking together. That's, that's not good, man. Because when you start giving to get, I don't know how that draws you close to God and moves selfishness out of you. I think it's the opposite. That creates more selfishness. Well, I'm going to sow a seed because I'm getting back a hundredfold. Yo, I don't think that's the way that God works, man. Does he bless you? Yes, he blesses you. That's a part of it. But it's not the exterior, what's in the hand. It's what's in the heart. Hopefully, you can see what I'm trying to show you today. Number one, yo, we have to deal with a selfish heart. Number two, I think we have to deal with a grieving, a grieving heart, a grieving heart. Uh, watch this. I want you to see something. Uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 10, you shall surely give to him and your heart should not be grieved. When you give it to him, because for this thing, the Lord, your God, will bless you in all your works and in all which you put your hand to. See, God wants to bless you. You shall surely give to him and your heart shall not be grieved when you give to him. Your heart shall not be grieved. There is something that happens when I give people money that I'm like, dang, I shouldn't have done that. What are they going to spend it on? I shouldn't have. Why? When I help people, I'm always like, that person is so ungrateful. Why did I even do that? Sometimes it even stops me from helping people because in my own heart, I'm like, I'm dealing with all of these things. Like today, 
Like, I, I, I didn't bring my, my, my blue card. My wife only lets me use one credit card, y'all. She has me on a freaking plan. And I love her. I thank you for that, Booster, because you helped me manage, because I'm a spender. I'm, yeah, thank you. I'm the spender of the family. Don't look at your wife and don't look at your husband. Just stop. But, man, I was, I was, I was hungry today. And I, I, I wish I had my blue card to eat so that I can eat something. Would totally like my blue card. I don't know, just a card to be able to, to, be able to eat. Okay. Oh my God, Jordan. I can use this? Thank you. Oh, my, y'all make some noise for Jordan. Super awkward and weird. Super awkward and weird. Super awkward. Jordan, thank you so much. He blessed me. This is heavy. This card, it feels heavy. Oh, you got guap in here. It's real money. From my Ebonics Challenge people, that means a lot of money. Guap. G-W-A-P. Uh, it's just stupid. It's a, it's a dumb, corny joke, but I wanted you to understand it because here's what happens. We grieve sometimes when we give, right? And we have to deal with that because before you ever give it in your heart, you begin to think, I'm going to miss that. Or I'm going to be, oh my God, why am I doing this? And it's hurting, right? You, you're dealing with a grieving heart. Here's the crazy part about it. Jordan, did you, did you feel grieved when you gave me this? At all? You, you know why he didn't feel grieved? Because it's my card. Because I gave it to him. So could it be that we're grieving for something that doesn't belong to us already? That God woke you up every single morning. It was in your alarm clock. Take your iPhone to whatever cemetery. Ain't nobody getting up. Take it to a morgue, your little Android. And it's not waking any dead body up. Could it be that God breathed into you? That the job that you got, that you were praying so much, you took anointing oil and you put it right over the top right-hand corner and you acted like it wasn't anointing oil and you prayed for that job and God blessed you with that. And is, could it be that God is the one that has been providing for you and every single zero that you have in your bank account is that God actually gave it to you. Could it be that it's not that it doesn't belong to us? When it doesn't belong to us, it's easy to be able to be generous with it. It's when it belongs to us or we think that it belongs to us that it begins to get, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Too deep. We're not getting enough amen, so I'm going to move to the next point. (laughs) We grieve what we think is ours. But yo, I don't have anything. My kids are a blessing, a reward from the Lord. My wife is a blessing from the Lord, and I'm grateful for her. This church is a blessing. But honestly, man, whatever I have, God has given to me. And as he gives it to me, I will freely give it back to him. We have to deal with a grieving heart. Not only do I think we have to go backwards, but we have to walk forward. We deal with our selfish heart. We deal with a grieving heart. And then we begin to move forward, and we deal and develop a generous heart. Watch this. Deuteronomy number three, develop a generous heart. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 14, it says, you shall supply him liberally with your flock from the threshing floor and from your wine press. For what the Lord your God has blessed you with, you shall give to him. That's hard for us to hear. That God actually wants us to be generous because again, I tell you, we've been taught and we learned our entire life to be selfish. It's my toy. Don't play with that. I don't want it. It's my car. You don't even let anybody borrow your charger, bro. Like I'm saying, it, it, you, your car? Yo, that's like, I'd rather you babysit than you use my car. I give you my kids, but my car? I'm not giving you my car. You're going to mess my seat up. You're going to put it backwards. You're going to mess my window up. Like, yo, I'm telling you, we, we're, we're <laughs> watch this. You would allow for me, you would allow for me and my wife to speak You would allow for the pastors in the church, but I say last week, you would allow for us to speak into your relationship, into the way that you raise your children. You allow for us to give you tools that you actually use with your husband and your wife. 
You would give us so much trust that the very thing that you hold dear, which is your children, you would allow for us to have them in the back and we're teaching them the gospel. They're learning about Jesus right now in this very second. You would allow for us to do all of those things. But when it comes to generosity and money, it's like, ah, oh, don't talk about that. Pastor, you, that's, leave that to the birds. We don't want to hear about that. Is money more important than your kids? Is money more important than your family? Then your marriage? Are you putting that on the totem pole higher than that? Can we speak into certain areas and into other areas we can't? I think we have to develop a generous heart. Watch this. Hebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. This is where I want us to get to. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Not laying again the foundations of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Yo, my heart and my desire is not like, oh, this church is trying to take something from me. But that you would begin to say, Lord, I'm in the drive-thru right now at Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm going to pay for the person behind me. I want to be intentional about this thing. Yo, my next door neighbor, I've watched him that the grass has been super high. And we sat there and we're just like, yo, they're so bummy. Like, oh my God, like cut the grass, bro. Like I'm calling the homeowner association. Yo, if you're one of those people that call the homeowner association on people, I'm going to stop. I'm going to leave it there. Sorry. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go there. I love you. We love you in the love of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. But yo, begin to be intentional on start developing that. Yo, I want to develop a generous heart. Sometimes it's just saying to the, your coworker, hey, I got lunch for you today. Let me take care of it. Let's just go hang out. Or, hey, don't even worry about it. I'm going to come and I'm going to bring you an extra coffee. Start being intentional. Bro, watch what God does in your life. Because it's not just about money, bro. I promise you, it's about having a generous heart. So number three, develop a generous heart. And number four, I'm, I'm wrapping this thing up. Number four, develop a grateful heart. Develop a grateful heart. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 15. It says, you shall remember... That you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this thing today. If a brother comes and he asks you for something and he, he, he has a need, give it to him. Don't worry about him paying you back. Unless, you know, I'm not being, don't be dumb. Like, don't give somebody a hundred grand and be like, yeah, go buy the house. You know what I mean? Like, don't, I'm not telling you to be like that. But what, I'm, I'm not telling you what to do with your hand. I'm telling you what to do with your heart. I'm telling you what to do with your heart. So if your brother comes and asks for something, don't have a wicked, wicked, selfish heart that turns into sin. Don't find yourself in a space where you're starting to be grieving and, oh my God, I don't want to give this away because you think it's all about you. Develop a generous heart. But yo, I think we have to be very careful that we don't forget where God brought us from. Because for you to be generous, you got to be grateful. If you're not generous, then I would suggest and submit to you that you might have a gratitude problem. There might be something in your life that you forgot that God brought you up out of. Come on, let's go. The Bible says, I command you this thing. You'll remember that you were slaves in, Israel, in Egypt. Remember where I brought you from. I, I get these reminders and I, 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 I... Listen, man, as a pastor, I get all the bad news. And it's part of the job. I'm not complaining to you, bro. I signed up for this. I love it. But, but, and I don't love it, but you know what I mean? It's just part of what we're doing. But I get all the bad news. Like whenever something bad happens to you, I'm the person that gets it, or my wife, or some of the pastors. You know, so you have some friends, but it kind of goes with the job. Like we get the dark side of, of situations and stories. We get to see God do some amazing things, but we get a lot of the dark stuff. What I, what I have been very candid and, and, and talked about even in my own personal life is the own darkness that I dealt with as a kid. Yeah. 
And for some of you that you may not know, I know these, you know, don't let the tight pants fool you. Um, I came from a very troubled background. And as a kid, I, I lived a very reckless life. Um, and man, I ended up in jail. I ended up in prison. I have bullet holes in my body. Like I was just living in the streets of Miami and I, was, I wasn't doing very good. And at the age of 19 years old, um, I met Jesus, radically changed my life. The leader of a gang turned the leader of a church in jail. And from there, I was able to step into the community and I started doing things with the community. And before it was ever cool, before it ever, it ever had a hashtag, we were out there working in the community and we've been doing all of these things because it's just my heart. Every now and then though, I get these bad newses bad news is I get bad news um, and I hear of, of friends of mine that used to be people that we slept in the same bed together we grew up together um, and then they passed away that's funny because I have conversations sometimes with Mimi she's somewhere around I don't know where she went at. Uh, sometimes I have conversations with Mimi and, and, and Mimi knows we didn't know each other but we grew up in the same neighborhood so we know people and it's just like yo you heard about this and you heard about that and that's why I trust her voice so much she's such a prophetic voice in our church and I trust her so much because I know where she came from and it's funny because I it's not funny but I hear all this bad news man and I'm like this neck this person died and this person just got shot and I'll get a I've been in a leadership conference with me and my wife and um, I was a youth pastor for a lot of years of my life and and I remember sitting at a leadership conference me and my wife were learning how to be better leaders for greater church and I'll get a text message that said Richard is dead and I'm like dang no explanation no nothing and I got to pull out and then have a conversation and they explained to me how that person passed away I tell you all of these things because man I can't help but remember when I was there I can't help but think can't help but think that like I knew these people bro this this wasn't like people that I just you know these I know their I know their real names like I know their real names like I know their mom you know what I mean like she fed me like I sat down at a table and she gave food to the whole neighborhood and now this person has passed away and it's all because they were living in gangs and they got shot and they went here and this happened and they a robbery went botched and they went over here and did drugs and, and they overdosed and it's crazy that I hear all these stories all the time. When I hear these stories, man, it always begins to remind me of the Chino that used to be a disaster. The Chino that I remember with Jason, I went to the flea market one time and I saw some of my old friends and they grabbed Jason and gave him a download. They gave him the freaking, the biography of Chino. And this is one of my best friends in the entire world and he didn't know that side because that side is behind me. It's back and I move forward sometimes it's good to be able to go back and be able to start remembering some of the things that happened in your own life some of the pains the traumas that God brought you out of yo it's easy to have a generous heart when you have a grateful heart beyond any of this crap honestly beyond giving a dime beyond being a generous person the first thing that we have to make sure that we give is the most expensive thing the most costly thing See, I can bring people, and we've seen people come up to this stage that have had body parts that haven't been working, and they've had diseases and pains, and God has been beautiful, and God has healed those people. But guess what? It's appointed for everyone once to die. Like every, here's the good news, we're all gonna die. Everybody. But there's a moment when you cease to exist on this side of eternity, that you're gonna shift to another side of eternity. And whether that means that you're going to be together with Jesus for all of eternity or separated from him, that's a choice that you have to make. Before you ever give anything, you got to give this thing that he's after and it's your heart. God is not after, you know what? God is after your money. 
He's after your money because your heart is tied to it. He could care less about the money. He wants the heart. And if he can get your heart, everything else matters. Everything else can be fixed. But today, some of us walked in here. And I don't think you need to worry about so much about the generosity aspect of this. There's a valuable piece that you need to bring to God and it's your life. And whether you're here in person or maybe you're watching online, you've been holding off for this for a long time. And you've been saying to yourself, when I get it right, I'm going to stop this and I'm, when I stop that and when I get this in order then I'm gonna come to God you're never gonna do that you, you can't God is the only one that can change you you're gonna try and it's a vicious cycle but today I want to give you an opportunity to be able to bring the most valuable thing you have which is your soul which is your life and when you bring that to God the Bible says that he will save you watch what the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead that you shall be saved God has given a plan and his son to be able to rescue you. As you hear the story of me and you hear the story of several individuals in our church that their lives have been changed when they've given their heart to Jesus, today that could be your story. The most valuable thing you can give to God is, is your life. Would you do me a favor and would you bow your head and close your eyes for just a second? Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. We hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media.